to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts, Josh Hartley and Thomas Mannering. Hello. Sorry, I used your Sunday name again. You did. Very I, official. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, you know, I like to be classy. I like to be classy. How are we doing anyway? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Good. So we've uh, just got, got to have a bit of a catch up this mm-hmm. week. We've got no guest, so it's just us. Probably arguing. Yep. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll we'll wing it. It's fine. It's yeah. all good. We do. Uh, so we, we do have some news that we're going to cover off. We do. And we'll just uh, have a chat about what we've been up to gaming wise mm-hmm. lately. However, I do have a new announcement. We have a new patron. So thank you very much to James Frew. Uh, and we've actually had James on the show, or we've, uh, at the very least, talked about his game, mm-hmm. the old Hellfire Club. So thank you very much, James. It's uh, really appreciated. Um, and you too can be a patron as well and get a little shout out on the show. Just head over to our Patreon and uh, yeah, we can check out the different uh, levels of pledges. Why, why are you laughing? Just thinking, who doesn't want to hear you say their name on a podcast? I, I mean, that's it, it got to be the greatest reward, right? I called my parents and told them, like, when you said my name. Just today, right now. Hey, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure they're glad for you. I'm glad for you. You should be. Thomas Mannering. Please, please don't. Yeah, okay. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I made it weird. <laughs> right, you yo. always make it weird. Yeah, I know, it's a terrible habit. Uh, but anyway, um, what has been going on in the world of tabletop? So, obviously, on the Games Workshop front, mm-hmm. uh, we have the impending release of Warcry, their new skirmish game set in the Age of Sigmar universe. Yes. Uh, we've talked about this on the show previously, uh, particularly on the UK Games Expo episodes, uh, because they released some images of new models back then. They yep. look great. All the, the all the six warbands, I think, look terrific. Yeah, definitely. Um I have a reservation about the game. Okay. Is it basically just kill team for fantasy? It looks that way. I don't think it's exactly. I don't think it's like a, a straight port from looking at it, but there is a lot of similarities. You're looking at smaller boards. You're looking at sort of custom terrain mm-hmm. for those boards or using existing terrain on those boards. Uh, same approximate size teams looking at it, looking from about sort of four up to about ten. Yeah. Um, seems to be bringing all the existing factions into it as well. It's got card interaction, which is obviously part of Kill Team with yeah. the tactics and things. It does look to have a few variances, but they are subtle. Okay. Uh, but my my counter to that is, is that a bad thing? Well, I suppose not, but I mean, for me... I already have Kill Team to scratch that itch. Now, sure. fair enough, there'll be some people out there, I'm thinking specifically of Ben, mm. who uh, science fiction's just not really their thing, mm-hmm. so this is this will probably appeal more to them. Yeah. And look, we're getting more models out of it, and that, that can never be a bad thing. No. But I mean, what's your, what's your take on it, what you've seen so far? I like it. Um, I've been really impressed with the model range, more than I was when I first heard about it, and I heard sort of the focus was on the chaos aspect of it, because although they are encompassing 
all the teams, there is definitely a sort of chaos bent to this. Yes. I think I was a bit reserved because chaos has kind of been done to death. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think having seen some of the, the teams, they're stunning. Like not just from a model point of view, but just the kind of concepts behind them and this idea of it's more about kind of how people have almost interpreted the different chaos yeah. faiths. I find that quite interesting from a narrative point of view, and that's that's speaking from someone who doesn't really like this Age of Sigmar narrative. Okay. So it feels a little more grounded. Okay. Which I like because Age of Sigmar for me is almost too high fantasy. Yeah. Whereas this is sort of looking at how has everything that's happened within the, the mortal realms affected mm-hmm. your man on the street almost. So you've sure. got these people who have sort of taken to worshiping chaos in their own unique ways. Well, and, and, and uh, to me, it reminded me of Path to Glory, mm-hmm. right? which is a great uh, game where you run a little chaos war band trying mm-hmm. to basically beat each other up. Uh, I, I, I'm no doubt in my mind that, that is, this is like a sort of spiritual successor mm-hmm. to that, at least in, in terms of the plot. Yeah. Uh, do you think, if, if you have a go at it, what, what faction do you think? Would, would you go for one of the new ones or just use an existing... I would go for one of the new ones. Okay. Um, none of the existing ones really appealed to me. I kind of was considering this early in the week because I am going to pick up the rule book mm-hmm. um, and the, the cards and I will pick up a faction when they get released, but not yeah. immediately. I've already kind of discussed this with Scott about how we're going to approach Warcry. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, I'll probably go for the Raven fellas who were... Oh, the bird people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I did know their name, but it's completely escaped yeah. my, my mind at the moment. But I really liked their kind of aesthetic i like the models i just think of what it's always sunny it's not a bad thing again i'm not saying it's a bad thing it's just uh that's what it brings to mind sure sure no i I get that i get that um for me they actually i'm gonna get super nerdy here they actually remind me a little bit of critical role because in that he has a big raven theme going on yeah and he has sort of the raven wings that sprout out of his back so i like ravens i've always been a fan of them the raven queen's a really cool god as well in Mm D&D. so that works for me. I can get on board with that. Cool, cool. Well, uh, listen to listen more to us uh, as we uh, have a crack at it, and yeah. we'll let you know our thoughts in due course. Yeah, as and when. Yes, as and when indeed. Anyway, in, what else has been going on in tabletop? So we've had from Upper Deck, uh, we've had a bit of information about the new Legendary release. So. Marvel Legendary, which I'm a big fan of, mm-hmm. which I played with yourself on a couple yes. of occasions. They've changed the format slightly, so they've gone from larger boxes down to 200 card boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next set is called Revelations, which seems to be bringing in quite a few characters that people have been waiting on, people like Scarlet Witch, right? Okay, uh, Quicksilver, War Machine. These are um, like really big. They're big characters, names, actually. Like, I mean, not like the the headline acts yeah. of Marvel but they're, they're you know they're, they're up there they're supporting acts yeah, for yeah. sure um, and some lesser characters as well like Hellcat who's sort of recently appeared in the Jessica Jones okay. TV show and a few others uh, and they're bringing in some new card types as well location cards uh, oh, neat. which are yeah. quite an interesting uh, new mechanic that they kind of interact with the city um, so I love Legendary um, I have all the legendary expansions from Marvel. He's not kidding. We're, we're recording round at Tom's flat, and I'm looking. I'm looking at his shelf, and the, like, yeah, yeah, it's rammed full of Pathfinder rule books yep. and legendary. Yep, I'm a consistent. Is yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. A lot of people are a little bit discouraged that they've reduced the the size of the expansions for the main expansions down okay. to 200 cards, but I mean, legendary's had dozens of expansions already 
and I've not even played half of what I've got so yeah I, I don't think I could even begin to scratch the surface I've got like the core game yeah. I enjoy it but like I, I couldn't I, no not to the not to the extent you've invested in it's a daunting prospect yeah like, when I look back at when I got into it and I bought everything that was out then I think I dropped a good few hundred quid if you did it now with everything yeah. that's come out since and is still coming out I, I don't think I could do it Aye, especially exactly. not with the deck protectors on top of it uh, although they were a sound investment because I did have a recent uh, spillage during a game of Legendary and oh, no. those, those deck protectors did save save everything so. yeah hey result they've done they've done their job yeah that's it so you know endorsement there for yeah. deck protectors <laughs> shout out to deck protectors yeah. protecting your deck since the they 90s? were invented <laughs> I don't know I don't know because it must they must be older because they were made for baseball cards originally hmm that's a good point, actually. I always forget yeah. about baseball cards. You always think, like, cards started with, like, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, no, yeah. no. No, because the baseball cards are actually one of the big influences on MTG. That's very true. So, very true. I... Uh, they've probably been, they've been... They'll have been going for a while. Yeah. But, um, I... Just leave your cards, guys. Like, it... Don't, it, don't it, be a savage. Yeah, don't... Don't be a scrub. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shots fired. Well, I, I... I stand by what I said. <laughs> I was actually playing a, a card game yesterday and the guy whose game it was was actually expressing how frustrating it was that there aren't sleeves for the size of cards. And that I is something there I is. consider. I bet there is, though. Right, what, so? what, what game was it? It was Machikoro. Machikoro. Uh, so I've never played Machikoro before. I've obviously heard of it. How big are the cards? They're, they're a weird size because I'd say they're taller than sort of magic cards in your standard card formats. Okay. But they're thinner than them as well. So what, Yu-Gi-Oh sized? No, because Yu-Gi-Oh are smaller entirely. Oh, These are, right. they have more height, but then slimmer. Because usually, I know Fantasy Flight do it with mm. their games that have uniquely sized mm. cards. I know Days of Wonder do as well. They will okay. bring out specific sleeves okay. for them. Because they'll make money on it. <laughs> See, it's so. always been a, a bone of contention for me because I really struggle to get deck protectors from Munchkin. Munchkin's a tricky one to sleeve as well. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, they're not standard card size, nope. are they? Nope. Yeah. And, and to my knowledge, Munchkin have never made sleeves. No, uh, I don't believe they have. Which is, you know, the next time we get Steve Jackson on here, we should, uh, we should really... I will, I will question him on that. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he's got his finger on the pulse in that regard. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was always... Because like, I have quite a few sets of Munchkin as well that, again, I'm quite precious about. Mm. And I always get a bit nervous when the drinks come out near the, yeah. the table. I cannot remember the last time I played Munchkin. I think you might have played it with me the last time you played I'm it. I'm almost certain I would have, yeah, to be fair. I have a vague memory of playing This is probably games. in Geek Retreat when I insulted bronies. Yeah, you did that a lot, though, to be fair. Only once. I remember. No, no, it remember. was only one time. <laughs> so, Some sort of brony hater. I'm not, like... Right, so <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to explain now. Right, we were we were in Geek Retreat playing Munchkin as established, right? Yep. And Geek Retreat sell comics, uh, and this was as the Brony craze was just taking off. So this was like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So about five years ago, and um, I saw My Little Pony comic. I actually say like, what is with uh, what is with this whole Brony thing? Like, I don't get it. 
And I stand by that statement. Sorry, folks, but, you know, grown men being into something that is for young girls. This is controversial, Josh. This is controversial. Well, is it, though? I, I, I kind of think it's a bit odd. I think I think certainly young girls are the target demographic. Yeah. But I don't think it's expressive. I, I say love what you love, right? If you, if okay, you, yeah, want, yeah. If you want to get into to that kind of thing, that's fine. But, but to support what you're saying... Don't be weird about it. Like, well, case in point, right? I don't think I said anything out outlandish. I just said, oh, I don't really get that. Yeah. Right? I, a guy at the table next to us stands up and just... Not yells at me, but says firmly, I did not come here to be insulted by people like you. Right? And I was really confused until I saw that he, was, he, he had... I don't know, like Rainbow Dash or someone on his hoodie. I remember that. I'd actually, you know, I'd forgotten all about it, but it's coming. Oh, uh, it was such a weird experience. Yeah. yeah so, and the thing is, I, to your credit, I don't think you were actually insulting the guy at all. You just, you just expressed a, a lack of understanding and appreciation for what he was interested in. Much in the same way that I would expect uh, someone who doesn't really get Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or whatever yeah. to maybe just like to express what is with guys like playing pen and paper RPGs and rolling dice and all of that. And do you know what? That's fair enough. Is that your Jerry Seinfeld like set up? What well, is it with well, these guys? <laughs> <laughs> Don't compare me to Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Is that, is that it? Like, we'll do, like, Unlucky Frog stand-up sessions. Yeah. Uh, like, just in front... Why was it... Right. Why is it American stand-ups, they're always in front of a brick wall? Like the open brick kind yeah, of thing. What is, why? I don't know. I don't know. Why is that a thing? What is it with these American stand-ups and their open Oh, brick God, wall? no, it's <laughs> happening. I've done it. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. But then I think a lot of stand-up clubs, for some reason, I found, always seem to be underground. But, yeah... That so, could be it, yeah. So maybe it's just that, you know, it's not really worth decorating your open brick. <laughs> and you, you get that. It's now a cliche, so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, it's, it's an aesthetic. It's like, mm. how should we decorate it? Open brick. Sounds good. Yeah. This is what Fair. people want. Fair. Fair. Unlucky just... Frog, interior designs. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's that's the next podcast. That's our next venture. So. What else? What, yeah, well, uh, you, you said you were playing Machikara. Yes, yeah, so we have our uh, our board game night at, uh, at my place of employment. Mm-hmm. I don't get paid to do this, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> How awesome would that be, though? That would be good. So my, my real job, uh, I set up a board game club. There's only about half a dozen to a dozen of us, depending. And last night was our, our particular monthly evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we played Machikara, which I really enjoyed. Not my type of game. Uh, you kind of have a... You build up your city, so you have a static city that you have to buy the cards for. So there's like six cards you have to buy. Yeah. And when you bought those six cards, you win. And I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I didn't win, which was annoying because I was very close to winning. But it's a really cool game. Uh, the card art's quite nice. It's very sort of... Very stylized. It's almost minimalist, but not yeah. quite. It's very simple, but in a nice, clean way. The mechanics are actually really cool. You've got kind of locations that you buy that just give you wealth locations that you buy that you get wealth at the same time that everybody else does and then mm-hmm. locations that you buy that take wealth from other people and they're the, the most fun ones yeah really <laughs> um, so i had an industry that was founded on 
um, dining experiences because they took money from other people. So, uh, so uh, you you opened a chain restaurant, basically. Yeah, chain of restaurants oh, and cafes. Oh man! But my industry was supported by my mackerel boat that would go out and also bring me in a bit of extra money from my mackerel farming. So, so you, I'm, I, so I'm picturing that you you in Japan are running like a a. a chain of seafood restaurants pretty much Aye. well what's your restaurant chain called um probably something like no i'm not gonna say that because you'll just bleep me for it (laughs) (laughs) it'd probably be you know zesty semen or something like that oh my god (laughs) (laughs) shit Oh, it's a bunch of enthusiastic sailors. Yeah, zesty semen i i was gonna go for a more innocent pun of tom's place that's not... Oh, oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, See? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more innocent. It's a lot more innocent. It's less, less likely to bring the rating up on the episode. <laughs> I'm going to have to check with Charlotte as to like, where we stand on a pun like that and whether we have to have this as adult only now. I think that is fine. Yeah, as okay. Just a reference to the botanical specialist. No, not sure. botanical. That's something different. Yeah. Botanicals, plants? Plants, yeah. Yeah. Botanicals. Nautical. <laughs> Nautical. That's <laughs> the word I'm looking for. It's been a very long day. It's been a long week. We're recording this on a Friday night. And it's very warm. Oh my god, it is so hot. Um, like, I, 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 I think I've melted. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure my brain is like half goop at this point. Like, yeah. more than normal brain goop. <laughs> like, goop plus. Goop. Yeah, goop plus. I like that. Um, what else do we play? Uh, Unstable Unicorns. I played that for the first time. So what did you think of Unstable Because I've played this once. Yeah. Where my uh, brother's girlfriend has it. I won, so I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It's it's a simple game. The card art is really nice. And yep. I like kind of the, the names that they give to the various unicorns. Um, my favourite is like the counterspell equivalent. Nay. Yes. That's that Yeah, and that Super like Nay as well. Super Nay. Yeah. One thing as well, when you're playing it with Scottish people that I find really fun is when you're asking someone, does anyone have any nays? And Scottish people mm-hmm. say, I've nay nays. Yeah. That's quite yeah. good. So yeah, I, I played that. Uh, I managed to win that despite being kind of hamstrung from most of the games so and okay. people playing these kind of negative cards on me. But I like it. I think it's it's not a deep game mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. What I, I felt, it, it, for me, it felt a lot like a stripped back Magic Gathering. You've even got yeah. like your equivalent of your counter spell and sure. things that you can do on your opponent's turn, and mm. that you just don't have the the resource management that's the mana mm. with it. No, I get that. I get that. But to be honest, mana's the thing that kind of puts me off Magic as much as I enjoy it. It's always the oh, thing that's that I get the, the variance. Out of. Yeah, yeah. So having a game without that is almost. A welcome. No, yeah, I, 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 a lot of people have said that about yeah. Magic that it, you know would be improved massively without that variance. But it's a matter of opinion. It is. It is. I mean, people who say otherwise are wrong, but it is a matter of opinion. <laughs> um, wow. The other thing we played as well, and I'm not sure if I played this before or not, and it surprised me if I haven't, but it was Coup. Oh yeah, Coup. Um, which is set in the same universe as the Resistance, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, and has a lot of similar sort of bluffing elements to it, but not the hidden traitor element to it. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that. I got it's a lot quicker to play very as well. Quick. Like, yeah. You can easily get a game in 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is really good, you know. Uh, 
But he's still quite aggressive, which mm. is, you know, never a bad thing. <laughs> never a bad thing to be aggressive. So how long have you been running your uh, board game club at your place of work now? Uh, seven or eight months now. Yeah. And was this something that you did off your own back, or was this through talking to people at work about gaming? It was actually because of this very show. Hey! Um, yeah. So um, I did not know that. That was not a setup. So one of my workmates, uh, someone I didn't know beforehand, had heard an episode that I was on, mm-hmm. um, and sent me an email, uh, something along the lines of. Are you the same guy who was on the Unlucky Frog talking about whatever it was that time I was talking about? Oh my god, that's amazing! Um, and I was like, "Yeah, that's me." You know, I'm kind of a big humble, deal. humble brag, <laughs> humble brag. Um, no, and he said, "Oh, you know, it'd be really cool if we could like get some some board games going on here." And I said, "Yeah, yeah that'd be that'd be a decent idea." So we put out emails and uh, and we had quite a few people sort of cycling and out and come and play some games at work. It's just once a month because you mm-hmm. know I don't like to be too much. Yeah, people have lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, But it's good. I mean, we played a bit of Magic the Gathering last night before mm-hmm. we did our other stuff. We played loads of games. It's been really good for me to get exposure to games that I just wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, I mean, do you tend... Do you find that the group uh, tends to favour certain types of games over others? Not really, no. I would say certain people yeah. favour certain types of games. So I, I favour sort of hidden traitor games. Um, I like a good deck builder mm-hmm. things like that but then there are other people in the group that, that have different tastes that like sort of more of your Euro games yeah. and things like that so we tend to sort of take turns in what we'll bring and what we'll play sure. or we'll plan like a theme so we'll be like we'll do deck builders on this particular night or sure. we'll do sort of uh, resource gathering games and things like that you know worker placement and we just have a bit of a variation on it and it means that everybody kind of gets a go at something they like yeah, um, we did have a legendary night as well, which was my personal favorite. Was that was that your suggestion by any chance? It, it may have been certainly something I floated. <laughs> yeah, um, legend is a weird one because I can't take my legendary collection; it's too big. Yeah, so uh, we had to get someone else who's got just the basic set to mm-hmm. to bring theirs so that I could play the basic set. Yeah, which was nice. The first time you've played the actual just core game in ages, though, right? Yeah, probably about eighteen months. Yeah, I've used the, just the basic. I'm like, there's no, there's no sidekicks in this deck. And yeah. There's no... What, 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 what is this? Yeah, is this some sort of poor person legendary? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's still fun. Um, but it's been really good for me to get that exposure to like games that I probably wouldn't see otherwise. Right, because I mean, would you have tried Magic or no? No, never. There we go. Not a chance. If I saw that on the shelf, I wouldn't even pick it up. You know, it's mm-hmm. no no disrespect to it because it's a good game. It looks great. It's just not my, not your cup of tea. My cup of tea, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's just one of those things. I think it's a weird one. You know, right. you just you just sort of favorite. I mean, what's your favorite card in the game? So I go for like. I don't. Like, I don't know if I have a favorite genre. Like yeah. I, 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 I love playing any sort of pen and paper RPG. Uh, with the right people, okay. With the right people. So brown nosing aside. <laughs> no, I'm brown nosing you. I'm like, I'm, but genuinely, like, if a, a decent group of people, mm. like, I, I think I, it doesn't even matter what system it is. Sure. Like, I would still enjoy it unless, unless everyone at the table was just like, all right, we, we don't want to do any sort of character stuff. We just want to go into a dungeon and beat face. Sure. Uh, and I'm like at that stage I'm like just just play like Warhammer Quest or Dark Souls mm-hmm. or Dungeon Explorer or something like that right sure 
I love uh, Magic the Gathering, but I can't really say trading card games are a favourite genre of mine because that is the only trading card game I play. Mm. I I know how to play Pokemon, but I don't actively partake in it. Sure. Other than that, I, I, I think I would struggle to... I like any... I do quite like sort of Euro management games. I am a big defender of Settlers of Catan when me and Ben... And I know that you feel the same way as Ben does when it comes to Settlers of Catan. Yeah, I okay. still love that game. A Settlers apologist. I'm not... Uh, <laughs> that, apo- that, that implies there's something to apologise for. There is not. It's a great game. Okay. Still holds up after, you know, 25 years. I think so. it's, it's a very good game for its time. And I think that's what you've got to take into consideration. Yeah. I think if they remade it now from the ground up, it would probably be... It would look very different. Yeah, a very different kind of game. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just, again, it doesn't appeal to me particularly. Yeah. You know whenever I play it, I just sort of become the sheep baron and... Just, yeah. Don't really try and win because I don't entirely know how to. <laughs> ah, fair, fair. But no, like any sort of management game. Any game that involves money, actually, I do tend to enjoy. Okay. Um, do you it, think uh, that's the sort of tie into your, your work life? Quite or? possibly, yeah. Um, I don't know. But, I, I, yeah, games so get, and also games without direct conflict. Sure. Uh, like, like Catan or Chinatown, these sort of games where, you know, you're not actually fighting each other, but you are... I, I talk, I've talked on the show before about the Mario Kart effect, mm-hmm. the more peaceful and zen and nicer game is, the more infuriated I will get with it. But it's a good infuriation. Sure. So um, It's interesting that you mentioned that you like games that have kind of money to them, because I like games with a hidden trait thing, and that's, they yeah. do kind of tie into our respective career paths. <laughs> yeah. No, God, of. yeah, that's true. So uh, Tom, uh, for the company that he works for, does fraud investigation. Yes. So reading people. Yeah, sure. Uh, and trying to Get trip it. people up. Yeah. Whereas I lend money. So, <laughs> just have a magic I sell, Scrooge. Kind. I sell. I sell the easiest thing in the the second easiest thing in the world to sell. So I I, I suppose the only other thing that we've been up to is our kill team campaign. Yeah. After a year, yes, we've finally started one. One year in the planning. Yeah, the slowest planning phase <laughs> in the history of a campaign. To be fair, it took quite a few of us to get around to actually building and painting a kill team so i think it's the same with all this you get it with like D campaigns as well it's getting everyone together in one place at the same time mm-hmm. now that came campaigns going it's not an issue but it was that initial all in the yeah. room at once yeah just trying to yeah infuse people um so there's uh, us two yep. we have uh, bm yep. callum lanky santa uh, Barry and yep. Scott yes. as well. Not Barry Scott. No. Barry and Scott. <laughs> Some sort of weird the fusion two, of like, the two. No, no, no. Barry Scott's the guy who advertises Sillip Bang. Okay. <laughs> Barry... Do you not remember Barry Scott? No, I don't know. Barry Scott fusion would have like the biggest <laughs> afro and the biggest beard. Oh, like, man. Conceivable. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's we've only had one game. Tom and I are about to have our second game are, yeah. against each other. About to square off. Yeah. Uh, up your dukes. Uh, Excuse me? <laughs> up your dukes. What? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. So, um, how did your first game go? From a victory standpoint, it went terribly. 
from a, an enjoyment standpoint, it was really good. Um, yeah. So my first game was against Scott. I'm using uh, Astra Militarum, or as I like to call them, Imperial, Imperial Guard. Because you're a normal uh, human yeah. being. Uh, Scott was using uh, Mechanicus. Yeah. And it was a really interesting scenario. We played on one of the board-specific scenarios mm-hmm. where basically... Scott was moving through an area and my guys were hidden in and amongst the statuary and kind of sprung out of the statues around him. That's really cool. Um, which was quite an interesting scenario. The downside was that S- Scott has a lot of firepower mm-hmm. that he brings to bear. So I basically jumped out into a hail of gunfire. Um, and as chance would have it, my roles at the start of the game didn't go too well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lost a lot of people very early on. It did turn around a bit towards the end. My roles start to pick up and I got mm-hmm. a few quite lucky situations and I pulled it back a little bit. But at that point, things had got so bleak that I had a choice. I could either really, really try and scrabble for maybe getting a win or just cut my losses and walk away. And I was like, at this stage, I think I'll just walk away yeah. rather <laughs> than like desperately fight to maybe pull a win. But my force had broken as well, which in Kill Team is pretty... Yeah, that is, that is crippling. Yeah. So I I had a game against uh, Callum, and he is playing Death Watch mm-hmm. uh, versus my Death Guard. So nerdly boys, a uh, hoe. Uh, what what a death? Death, death, skulls. It's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a dark game, game, isn't it? Really, uh, <laughs> mm, grim dark. Yeah, you could almost say mm, quite. Um, but <laughs> What was? <laughs> but it's um, a, so I I absolutely in terms of kills, completely pasted him. Okay. Like he only like it's a small kill team anyway. Uh, Death Watch, the very elite. But I managed to kill three of his five guys. Okay. Couldn't destroy the objectives to save my life though. So that's right. Yeah, I remember you. So he it. ended up beating me by a point because he managed to hold me off uh, destroying the objectives. Yeah. <sighs> It's an interesting one as Kill Team because you do, I think you do need to play the scenario. Yeah. You can't just play to kill. Yeah. Um, while there is an element of that that can work, certainly if the scenario calls for that, um, you need to be kind of canny about what you're actually Absolutely, looking to do. yeah. Um, and it can be quite punishing if you don't do that. And that's why it's an interesting game, mm-hmm. right? Because there are kill teams, there are teams out there that are so much better for just oh, yeah. destroying things than the others. Definitely, but um, it doesn't work like that. You you have to. You've got mission to complete, mm-hmm. so you have to bear that in mind rather than just do the fun thing of just all-out warfare. See, I would rather do the mission. I I find just just death and death a bit dull. Mm-hmm. Whereas if there's Death is better with a purpose, you know. <laughs> there we go. There's your philosophical uh, thought of yeah. the of the week. Exactly. You know, we get deep for a minute. Let's just, yeah. Let's just put on our highbrows. Yes. I'm gonna play some classy music in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, I think that's pretty much all we've got time for. So thank you once again for listening. Until next time, take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.